Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Continuing on the bottom of page seven, O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 104, beginning on page 467. <clears throat> Praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, thou art become exceeding glorious. Thou art clothed with majesty and honor. Thou deckest thyself with light, as it were with a garment, and spreadeth out the heavens like a curtain. Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, and maketh the clouds his chariot, and walketh upon the wings of the wind. He maketh his angels winds, and his ministers a flaming fire. He laid the foundations of the earth, that it should never move at any time. Thou coverest it with the deep, like as with a garment. The waters stand above the hills. At thy rebuke they flee, at the voice of thy thunder they haste away. They go up as high as the hills, and down to the valleys beneath, even unto the place which thou hast appointed for them. Thou hast set them their bounds which they shall not pass, neither turn again to cover the earth. He sendeth the springs into the rivers, which run among the hills. All the beasts of the field drink thereof, and the wild asses quench their thirst. Beside them shall the fowls of the air have their habitation, and sing among the branches. He watereth the hills from above, the earth is filled with the fruit of thy works. He bringeth forth grass for the cattle, and green herb for the service of men that he may bring food out of the earth, and wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make him a cheerful countenance, and bread to strengthen man's heart. 
The trees of the Lord are also full of sap, even the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted. Wherein the birds make their nests, and the fir trees are a dwelling for the stork. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and so are the stony rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for certain seasons, and the sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness that it may be night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do move. The lions roaring after their prey do seek their meat from God. The sun ariseth, and they get them away together, and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth to his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all. The sea is, earth is full of thy riches. So is the great and wide sea also, wherein are all things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships, and there is that Leviathan, whom thou hast made to take his pastime therein. These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them meat in due season. When thou givest it them, they gather it, and when thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. When thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. When thou takest away their breath, they die and are turned again to their dust. When thou lettest thy breath go forth, they shall be made, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. The glorious majesty of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. The earth shall tremble at the look of him. If he do but touch the hills, they shall smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my being. And so shall my words please him. My joy shall be in the Lord. As for sinners, they shall be consumed out of the earth and the ungodly shall come to an end. Praise thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 16th chapter of the first book of Samuel. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go, I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem, and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and said, and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. 
And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servants said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants, who are before you, to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. And it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, Provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them by his son David to Saul. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Then Saul said to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. Here ends the first lesson. Together, Benedictus says on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness, and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. 
I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light the lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Here ends the second lesson. The other Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech you to put away from us all hurtful things, and to give us those things which are profitable for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, 
whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. A few things in our um, Samuel lesson today. First of all, in this transition from Saul to David, uh, we we should uh, I mean, we're, we've been observing Saul. We'll be observing David. We can observe a, a psychological contrast. We 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 found out Saul to be a people pleaser, or at least someone who is made anxious by people and has to to somehow uh, accommodate the crowd. And he has difficulty enforcing a hard decision based on principle in the face of public opposition. So a lot of his decisions and actions are based on fear. We remember when he was anointed, he was hiding. He wouldn't step, he was afraid to step up to be the anointed. And now we're gonna see him as he as he kind of descends into sort of evil and what we might call the extremely narcissistically functioning personality. He's going to hold on to that power because he's going to be afraid to lose it. And and this is going to contrast with David, who is always able to stand uh, as the Lord's anointed and doesn't really, I don't say he doesn't care, but he never bases his major decisions based on what those around him think or what he or, or fear. He does it based on um, his, his principles. It does give us the question of why did God choose Saul, um, but the scriptures give us precisely this contrast between Saul and David for us to kind of reflect on our our functioning, you know, our own lives. Um, Saul, the one whose behavior is based on external factors, his reactiveness to external threats or external approval versus David, who acts out of his own uh, self, who he is, uh, because he believes in God and he trusts God and he does. He believes that God will will um, judge and and carry out His plan through His anointed, as His anointed does what God tells Him to do. And and there's a, a, a significant point in this chapter about what it means to be the anointed. It says that Samuel uh, anointed David. He literally messiahed David. And this is what makes one the Messiah, means literally the Lord's anointed. It's instructive in the text that when David is anointed, the spirit leaves Saul. There can't be two anointeds. There's one Lord's anointed. And the favor now shown to David means that Saul no longer has that divine presence and protection. And in the irony of the thing, um, uh, then David becomes the one to comfort Saul because he now can be afflicted. This is important for us in terms of how we understand <clears throat> um, life in Christ. Christ, therefore, David, the oil being the sign of the Spirit, is the anointed. Christ is David's son, and it's most clearly in, in Jesus' baptism where the Spirit descends upon Jesus and reveals him to be the anointed, the Messiah. 
and it is through our baptisms that we are connected and anointed in Christ. We're baptized into Christ, so we are little messiahs who, who are anointed by virtue of our connection to the Messiah. And this plays out in that, as we see, as David does God's will, does the things that God calls him to do in the face of opposition, stands faithfully, does not yield to temptation. God is with him, and David wins every battle. So we, when we stay in Christ, in the Spirit, where the Spirit guides us, <clears throat> attentive to the Word of God, staying closely connected, we, we, we have victory in the spiritual battle. It doesn't mean we don't encounter um, suffering, pain, but we, we triumph in Christ, and we can't be um, taken away from God. We can't be overcome because uh, uh, Jesus does not let he protects, God protects his, his anointed. It's also interesting in this departure of the of the spirit from Saul, it it um there's an echo in Psalm fifty one where David prays after his great sin with uh um Bathsheba that uh he prays for forgiveness, he says, uh, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And that um that refrain which we have in the morning and evening office uh, take not thy Holy Spirit from me, is really rooted in this, what happened in this chapter, because David saw what happened with Saul when God took his Holy Spirit from him, and it wasn't um, pretty. So David, so we pray in Christ, you know, in, our, in spite of our sins and failings, that God will remain with us. And even there, uh, with, with this torment that Saul faces, he has, he's going to have plenty of opportunities <clears throat> to acknowledge his error and repent and acknowledge God's will, but he's going to continue to hold on. And just a final note with regard to the New Testament where, where we're, God is seeking the lost sheep and there's joy over one sinner who repents. God is love. God acts out of who he is, and he wants to share that love. And he's always welcoming people in. And we notice that with Saul, when he becomes a sort of narcissistically focused, it's all about him. And everybody else is, is treated in terms of how it benefits or hurts Saul. And this we should note also that God's um, harsh words for, quote, sinners, even the last word of the psalm, sinners will be rooted out, is that we tend to think in sin in terms of personal judicial guilt. But sin, our sin is communal. When we insist on not submitting ourselves to God and his word and his ordering of the universes, as our psalm this morning so poetically described, we undermine the good of the whole. Uh, as Saul does not submit to God's word, a lot of people are going to get hurt. And this is why God opposes sin, not because he's pissed at you individually as much as your our failure when we sin to submit our lives to God's will and word harms the, the, the unity of the church and the world that God has ordained and that, and, and it can't endure. It's not real. And that's, that's it. The, the, it's really important for us to remember the communal dimension of sin. We'll uh, conclude morning prayer today with the intercession on page 590 of the book of common prayer. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, 
especially those who are with us in morning prayer this morning, and his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands. They may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. We'll pause for everyone to remember their personal intercessions. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, when about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Uh, Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Sorry about that.